laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> Happy Friday, happy NFL Friday, happy weekend, happy everything day. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Spread Podcast. This is Jordan Masters sitting here with my brother, Marcus Masters. What's going on, Marcus? What's up? What up? How's it going? I'm good, man. Um, really excited to get back into another fresh lot of picks and a little recap of last week. We had a pretty good week fun week i had a really fun weekend marcus uh, i'm sure you did too we all won some pretty good money and we're uh, looking forward to recapping all of the glory that was last week this week is a very big week uh if you're an nfl fan we've got the kickoff for the nfl actually nfl thursday night game is going on as we speak the falcons and the eagles defending super bowl champions should have taken the under. I might just add that definitely, right now. Definitely. Should have. Should have. 44 and a half. I said it last week. Should have. It's the most would've. stereotypical. And it, yeah, you know, it is. But, you know, I got the Eagles on my own little, a yeah. little underline there. Me so. too. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we didn't give that one to you, but hopefully that one hits. Um, yeah. And then, uh, unfortunately, not the best college slate going into this weekend. We do have a, a tiny morsel of college for you that we like. Not too much. We're going to focus on the NFL today. We're going to think of this as our NFL kickoff. We're going to give you guys the most pristine picks available for this weekend. And you're going to make just as much, if not more, money this week than you did last week. I know that seems crazy. Probably more. Probably more. They'll probably make more money. Probably more. Um, I guess we should just start recapping what, what the glory of last week was. Since you, if you weren't betting with us, you'll get a decent idea of how much you're going to win this week. Um, overall, we had a great week. It was, I believe we were 5-3, and three, correct? Yes, sir. 63%. 63%. Exactly what we said we would be. We don't lie to you. We don't bullshit you. We don't make you pay 200 bucks a month or anything like that. Marcus, are you there? I'm here. Okay. You, I lost you. I lost your face. No, I'm here. I'm here. We don't make you pay 200 bucks or any stupid shit like that for a month. You just get 63% and it's that easy. You just listen. You just get on Twitter when you're taking a shit at work. And it's it's so easy. God. Well, and here's the thing. I, I don't know if we got a lot of math guys out there listening to us, but if you hit over 50% of your bets and you follow a pretty consistent betting policy, you're going to win money. So, you know, like 63%, you're going to win well, over half of your bets. So, not, not, I'm not a math guy. I'm just saying. Well, simple math. everyone knows we're not math guys. Everyone knows that. And, and even then, even if you are betting in a conservative, disciplined manner where you're placing similar units each game, we told you last weekend that our lock of the week was worth betting at least 30 units on. So if oh my god! I mean, so if you didn't do that, um, you should have because you would, you know, probably be sending your kids to college at this point. <laughs> yeah, or or sending yourself to college. You could go Again, to Harvard. After. Yeah, get your doctorate. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> um. So yeah, we'll we're gonna recap these picks. A few of them we had lined out top to bottom. Called them really well, especially since it's the first game of the season. Super happy to see these play out the way they did. Uh, Marcus had a spot-on take 
with the Ole Miss-Texas Tech matchup. Um, he had the over there. Marcus, walk us through, I guess, a recap of what you thought and then what we actually saw on the field. Yeah, so what I was really, really pleased with there is that, you know, if you listened last week, you heard me say there's playmakers all over the field, not just on offense, but in special teams. There was special teams touchdowns in this game in the first quarter. So that was – in the first quarter when I saw special teams score, I was like, this this is – this is going to be really, really good. Um, when I, I said dude, it was the first, it was the opening kickoff, and you were, you even said on the podcast, "This is this is an explosive team, even on special teams." So I was just yeah. So I was bowing to. And I was yeah, and like I said, I thought Ole Miss would win. They did. I thought they'd score in the mid forties. They did. I Nailed thought the it. total would be in the mid seventies. It did. Nailed it. It was it's, the final was at seventy four total, exactly where I thought it would be. Um, yeah, I was I was very very confident with that pick going in, and when that when that first special teams touchdown hit, I was like, oh sweet Jesus, man, here we go! Talk about a great way to kick off your like football betting season, yes. man. Like I wasn't even settled in the couch, uh, you know, with my bloody Mary for the morning when my <laughs> phone was already dinging, ding ding score, and I was just like, yes, Marcus, he's done it. Again. You know, you know, it's hilarious. Me and Dad were playing eighteen holes, and I was taking a shower during the opening kickoff didn't think i was gonna miss a special teams touchdown that early get out of the shower get dressed it's seven nothing old miss and i was like hey we're off and running baby it's too easy you know and and, and honestly i think it's a tip of the cap to old miss they look really really good on offense defensively uh maybe a little bit of a question texas tech's got Obviously. some stuff they need they need texas tech needs to work out some stuff i don't know if i'm gonna be too hot on them for the rest of the season um, but you know it's the Big Twelve. They may squeak out some some shootouts with some teams. But I was not very impressed with Texas Tech, but very very impressed with Ole Miss. I will say that. Well, I was very very impressed with you and the way you uh, outlined that game for us. So thank you for that win. Thank you for the money. We all thank you as your thanks co-host. Thanks, and, man. Yeah, the listeners I'm sure are happy. They're buying boats, mansions, college education for their future children, et cetera, et cetera. Our next pick is going to be uh, another really almost a sleeper pick. When I looked back to the media for, for this this game and where everyone you know kind of saw this game flowing, especially in mainstream media, it would seem like a very unpopular uh, side to be on with the Tigers. I, I don't understand. People just have like an Ed Ogeron, anti-Ed thing going on. I don't get it. I called it with Malik Rozier. I think he's trash. Um, he made he threw a pick six. I mean, it, it is poor decision making to a T. I knew he was going to have at least one of those moments in the game where you're, if you're a Miami fan, you're just screaming at the television. Can't Dude, can I? I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add on to that. So I was, I agreed with you last week on Rozier being a subpar quarterback, but after seeing his performance. If you're a my if you're a Miami fan, you got to be really really worried. I think he went, and this is off the dome. What, what I remember, I think he went 19 to 35 with two interceptions and one touchdown. That dude, if 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 you're looking for a quarterback who's going to lead you to a conference title and even trying to get into a big bowl game, because I don't even think competing a for winning a, season. Um, yeah, yeah, and I that's what I'm saying. Even getting to if, a, a respectable bowl. Rozier's not your guy. If your quarterback is throwing the same amount of touchdowns to the other team as his own team, that's a problem. That's not going to yeah. work. So in LSU, and we and we talked about this, 
LSU proved to be bigger, faster, and they were that. And and that's the thing I love about Coach O. You can say what you want about his tactics and his X's and O's. Fuck that shit. Coach O, he gets his guys ready to play. If you can't get fired up to play under Ed Ogeron, there's something wrong with you. And LSU came out ready to fucking go. They were ready to ride. And go they Tigers. just um, Yeah, go, 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 we're gonna play we're gonna play we're gonna play we'll play football. Go Tigers. They actually they just overperformed. They just played big boy football and Miami didn't. They took they just uh snapped off their stupid ass turnover chain and fucking threw it down the gutters and kicked him in the balls, sent him packing back to Miami. Great pick for us. You're welcome on that one, guys. You don't have to thank me. You're welcome. Uh, we're going to move on to the next pick here. Auburn versus Washington. Marcus, again, had this lined out almost to a T when it comes to the margin of victory. You you actually called the exact margin of victory. Am I right? Yes, I did. I did. So and here's the thing. Jake Browning didn't look bad. I don't think he – I don't think this is a game you look at him and say he's not – a top of line quarterback because I think he is. But what I said last week, he was there was pressure on him all game and he it just never felt like he was able to gain a rhythm. And that that's kind of what I think Washington kind of thrives on is building that rhythm and scoring on a couple drives in a row. And it just didn't happen because Auburn's defensive line dominated up front the whole game and they kept Jake Browning off the field. And Auburn just almost like what LSU did against Miami. They just out outplayed, outmanned Washington. And I, I knew it was going to be a close game, but I thought Auburn would squeak it out just because they're they're just a better team defensively and up front. Yeah, I think just another instance of big boy football meets not, yep. not big boy football. Um, and I honestly, I, I kind of think there's only about six or seven teams who in week one to me, showed that they were playing big boy football already. Oklahoma's definitely one of those. Yes. Um, obviously. They're, they're, they're going to be a problem. I mean, they're going to be a problem. It's all the obvious ones, but Oklahoma against FAU was scary. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, what was it, 49 nothing at halftime? It seems – Oh, it was too much to not enough. That's for sure. <laughs> and – What's I think what was scariest about not to get too off track here, but what was scariest about that performance to me as a Big Twelve fan with West Virginia was watching the play calling kind of protects Kyler Murray in certain ways where they don't want him throwing over the middle of the field because he's five foot nothing. His linemen are all yeah. seven feet tall. So they're rolling him out, they're throwing really short screen passes, dinks and dunks. They never really stretched the field too much. They never really played, you know, backyard football too much. They just ground and pounded everyone was where they're supposed to be everyone made their assignments and that's what we're talking about with big boy football they're just playing better all around football and that was also the case with auburn um against washington i feel i agree yeah i mean it's it just comes down to at the end of the day if you can control the line of scrimmage and just control the tempo of the game because washington is a tempo team and auburn just kind of dominated the tempo and never gotten a rhythm and they just kind of grinded it out. So I was, I was those two picks, right, with the Ole Miss Texas Tech. That one I was super happy with. Seeing Auburn win the way they did um, was was pretty great because that's pretty much exactly how I saw it in my head. Yeah, phenomenal, but, um, phenomenal pick. But Jail, you had you had the uh, 
little appetizer lock. Oh, how, how could I forget? Yeah, if you guys, this is kind of a advertisement for our Twitter. I don't know how you would discover us if not for our Twitter, but we do like to release picks sometimes day before, sometimes day of our podcast being released on Twitter. Um, we did release a pick on Thursday night for the Northwestern Purdue game. We took Northwestern. It was plus one. Plus one. And yep. they won. It was a decisive victory for Northwestern. Knew they would come in and win that game. Again, Northwestern fields a, a great team. So pretty uh on a side on a side note there, that freshman, I forget his name at the top of my head, for Purdue, that's he's a big time playmaker. He he was probably the best player on the field, but Northwestern just had a better all around team. And it was funny, they jumped out early. And I kind of thought to myself, like, wow, this this could this could be this could be a Northwestern ass kicking. Like they could really get it. And you texted me and saying, now Purdue's got playmakers. They're, they're going to make a push. And when Purdue made that push, it was like Northwestern got just completely smacked in the mouth, but they responded very well and were able to kind of weather the storm and come out on top on that game. Yeah. Which, which definitely speaks for that freshman you're talking about. Um, definitely a good response, a good, not a bad game either. A lot of people are kind of poo pooing the, the game. But I thought it was a good game to have as an appetizer. Perfect appetizer. Well, I mean, think about it. It's a Thursday night week one game. That's tough to do. Oh yeah. For for any for any team. I mean, look. I mean, look right now at the NFL game. It's it's what three to three at halftime. I haven't checked the score, but those Thursday night games from college to NFL, they're tough to prepare for. I think it's 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 not what guys are used to. Absolutely. And it's on the road for Northwestern, which was really impressive. Um, I really like this Northwestern team. I think they're gonna they're gonna they cover really, a lot this year. The Northwestern could, always covers a lot. Well, and I think they could really cause some trouble in the Big Ten when you look at like the the heavy favorites like Wisconsin on that on that side of the Big Ten. I know Wisconsin has to play Northwestern at Northwestern. Um, I I don't know what week that is. It's middle of the season, but I can already tell you that's on my radar. I, I, I'm already super pumped about yeah. that game. I'm going up. to be at Northwestern on the 28th, I believe, to see Michigan there. So uh, excited for that one. Uh, that was a, a good pick, good way to start off things. If you were on our Twitter and you did see it, congrats for the win. <laughs> you all cast early, had a little extra padding, and hopefully you put that padding on our lock of the week because our lock of the week was exactly what it was promised to be. It was a complete lock. It was a complete beatdown from one of the greatest college quarterbacks I've ever seen play the game. Um, Will Greer has lived up to the hype that West Virginia has bestowed upon him, that we've put on him, that everyone has expected. Well, who knows about him? And talk about first week overreactions. I believe Will Greer is the best player in college football right now. Not even a question. Yeah. Well, here's the crazy thing. Like everybody was talking about West Virginia's defense, and I and when we made the pick, I wasn't even talking about the defense. My point was, I knew West Virginia was going to score in the 40s. They did, and Tennessee just wasn't going to be able to keep up. Um, Will Greer threw for five touchdowns and should have had seven. I mean, can you imagine if Will Greer threw for seven touchdowns week one? And he, I mean, he, he would have had maybe, he would have had over. 500 yards as well because one of the passes that was missed by two feet was, was going to be a 70 yard wheel for a touchdown yeah and like it's funny the first one was david sills in like triple coverage in the red zone 
and and Greer just put it on the money and Sills just dropped it. I think yeah. I honestly think Sills was surprised ex- by how good yes. the throw was. Yes. I think Sills was not expecting Greer to slip it in that window he did and it it just caught to him quicker. So that was the first one that that should have been touchdown number six. And then number seven was Alex Singfield, who were really big on the, the true freshman on a wheel route against the linebacker. Um, and Greer just overthrew it a little bit. And that's just timing. Um, if, if sink makes that catch, he takes that for 55, 60 yards, whatever it was, no one catches him. Um, so the thought that Greer could have thrown for seven touchdowns and 500 yards week one against, a a scary SEC team that everyone Ooh, thought was going to Yeah, that everyone thought was going to keep it under ten. Okay, yeah, eat a fucking dick. Get out That's of here. That's not happening. Man. It's stupid. It, Tennessee. Well, the thing is, Tennessee is not even on the same level um, as West Virginia was. They're not in the same universe. No, it's it wasn't even close. And like I, dude, like we said, it. it the, even at 17 points, like we said last week, it wasn't even close. It, it's it was a, it was an impressive performance by Will Greer. I hope he can keep it up and and stay healthy, um, because the next five to six games for him could be, um, you know, a five five touchdown per game. He he just makes it look so easy. Well, I'm that, gonna, that's I'm, probably. I'm going to tell you this, and first off, I'm not surprised by this performance whatsoever i said it in the last podcast will greer will guaranteed have at least three touchdowns and 300 yards he may have four touchdowns 300 he may have five touchdowns 400 that's what happened this performance is not a fluke no he he he's the real deal he is so above any quarterback play that's happening in the ncaa right now his, I think I think the top two quarterbacks in the NCAA are him and Tua at Alabama. I don't buy really him. just I t- don't buy Tua. Don't buy him. He's played I, he's played I, three quarters of football. I buy Tua for the for the purpose that he's on a great team and Alabama historically really hasn't had that like first round draft pick quarterback. I mean, if you look at their last like, yeah, I don't know, six quarterbacks, it hasn't been anyone who's been in the top, you know, first round of the NFL draft. I think Tua could be that guy just because he, he throws it well, he runs it well, but he's very, very well complimented by a bunch of five-star well, yeah. recruits. And- he's obviously a tremendous athlete, Tua. Tag of law. He's, he's a phenomenal athlete. I'm not taking that away from him. I'm just saying in terms of playing the position of quarterback, no one is touching Will Greer's shit right now, period. No. Um, well, and that's the thing. Like ESPN, I think had Will Greer on like number six Heisman watch last week, and this week he jumped from six to number one. Um, I think if you're looking at a Heis- a guy who's going to win the Heisman Trophy, if Will can just keep it going how he's going and throw for you know what sixty touchdowns this season and give West Virginia ten wins, whatever they're going to do, who knows. But I think Will is definitely the best quarterback in the country. Um, and I'd love to argue with anybody who thinks otherwise. Yeah, it's they, they just don't understand football, I think, would be the bottom line there. And just one last thing about Greer that I want to put out there that I think is his most important skill, and I've told you about this, 
is his ability to see his his wide receivers running lanes after the catch before they catch the ball before he even throws the ball he sees where the defense is and where his receiver could take the ball the first touchdown he threw was a perfect example of that to Simmons and it was and it, and it had two linebackers underneath and a safety over right. top he knows it was almost it was he understands the defenses that well and if you go back and you look, that throw against Tennessee actually reminded me of the throw he threw, uh, the throw he had as a freshman to beat Tennessee at Florida. If you look at that, he saw a running lane, led him to that running lane, and that was the touchdown. Same thing yeah. happened on that throw. And when you have a quarterback who it seems like he's like looking over top of the defense and can find those lanes, that's extremely hard to stop. I'll say this, and then we can move on. I really hope Vegas keeps um, underestimating the Mountaineers this season because um, historically, hey, I get it. West Virginia has underperformed, in my opinion, um, for a lot of seasons. Uh, this year, I don't think that's the case. So I hope Vegas keeps underestimating and keeps these lines right around 10, 15, 17. Uh, I'm just going to take advantage of it all year. Oh, um, the, last, the, last, the last three games will be tough, but I, I – I definitely see West Virginia starting the season eight now for yeah, sure. Absolutely. And uh, just they, they finished the game. It was 44 to 14, correct? Or 40 to 14? Yeah, it was 40, 40 to 14. So okay. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. 40 to 14. Um, Greer for 429, five touchdowns. Sills off to another All American year with two touchdowns. Should have had three. But enough about the Mountaineers. Yeah. They, they looked really good. Tennessee's obviously rebuilding so hopefully west virginia is that good and tennessee just isn't that bad but we will see yep uh easy lock that was such a lock like i said i bet probably one of the most i've ever bet on a game on that so it was nice to to cash that one um yeah i mean we don't want to just seem like we're bragging all around here and you know just uh patting our own backs we did have some losses marcus um I think you had an under didn't go quite the way you wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll, yeah. I mean, when you pick an under that scores in the hundreds, probably not the best. Uh, I'll, I'll call myself a big old moron on that one. Idiot! So stupid. Yeah, that, um, that was tough to watch. I knew that was pretty much over after about five minutes of play. So yeah, and I, it's, it's this is like the betters mindset when Ohio State got to like forty. I was like, all right, let's put the scrubs in. Nothing. Let's just let's just let's just stop now. And then Oregon State scored a few times, and then Ohio State kept scoring. And next thing I know, the totals in the hundreds, and I was like, hey, you win some, you lose some. So that was my. I had uh, two really great. Uh, picks on the win side one not so great yeah so, that, that uh, was a flop Rooney. but i mean overall still really good so i mean if we win 100 percent, i mean i i don't know what to tell you uh, you're you're not gonna find that anywhere so um what but what we did find as we did go through these losses um we kind of had a little joke going on and we actually made a a, a tweet on twitter about it and um, we thought it might be something funny to do uh, to talk about our losses. And so we've got a little new segment we're going to roll out. It's a little segment called You're Fired. You're Fired! Basically, 
what we're going to do is, since these people that we're betting on are basically working for us, they are a source of income for us, we need them to perform or else our kids aren't going to college. My wife's not getting a new diamond ring. I'm not floating on the Lake of the Ozarks in a 30-foot yacht. You get it. These people are working for us. I'm not eating lobster tails and fillets on a Tuesday night. That's just not happening. Right. So these people are working for us. So these are a few people or teams that we are going to say you're fired to this week. We're firing them. They're done. They're not with the spread anymore. Um, Number one, I'm going to start Marcus, if you don't mind. This is one of my picks. I had Houston minus 25 and a half. I was so confident on this because Rice looked like a bunch of turds out there against Prairie View. And unfortunately, Houston just came out a little flat. They ended up winning the game, I think, by like 19 points. Um, It was actually a close game in the first half, and they finally turned it on, started pulling away, showing they're a better program. I think Ed Oliver had like 30 tackles for loss, so that was awesome to see. But uh, definitely disappointing. And Houston, you probably should have won that for by like 50 points so for that reason screw you you're fired you're fired next you're out of here <laughs> marcus uh, i think you got someone you need to call in your office right now so why don't you get their ass up here and fire the fuck out of them yeah so here's the deal when you are a 10 and a half point favorite and everyone's talking about you all preseason about how this is going to be the year this program comes back and you show up in the first game of the season not ready to play, you're going to get fired. So Tom Herman and the Texas Longhorns, Tom, I don't want to see any more Texas. I'm staying away from Texas. I've never seen a team come out so flat. Maryland literally won that football game just from playing harder. And it, and I was sitting there with Dad, and Dad was like, said, Maryland was just playing harder. And Texas was just like, dude, obviously probably had, probably had more talent on the field, but Maryland was just getting after it. When a senior citizen watches a football game and he, and he can just see that a team is playing harder, that is like the biggest insult to a football team. That is like the worst thing. I think like it was pretty man's like I, Old man's just like, oh, they just want it more. And you're like, well, yeah. I mean, that, that's that's like the most, that's the ultimate insult. Yeah. If someone just says that they want it more. Well, especially and like it's it, it, it was just super embarrassing for Texas. Like they, they, there was all this hype on them all preseason. And then Maryland just came out and kicked them in the fucking heads. Like it, it, it wasn't like, I know Texas made it close, but Maryland dominated that whole game. In my opinion. So, Tom Herman, get out of here. I want nothing to do with you from now on. you fired. I got another one. I'm going to need to see Michigan's Jim Harbaugh. Mm-mm. Jim? Get him in. Hey, Call Jim. Call him in, Jim. Jim, you got a sec? We need to talk. Come here. <laughs> I'm going to need you for a few seconds. So, Jim, you're taking over a Michigan program that has been through hell and high water their fan base is in turmoil. They bring your candy ass in here to fix them up with your tight khakis and your ironic glasses and your bazillion dollar salary. Anytime you play a ranked opponent on the road, you just can't get it on. You can't beat your rivals. You can't win the big time, whatever, your 500. The fact is you dropped a moment to prove yourself and people have been waiting too long. The Michigan fan base has been waiting too long. 
and you cost me about 60 bucks <laughs> when I bet you guys last week. So that's, that's a quick fire. I mean, fire, fire I, is that. I hate to say this, Jim. I have no choice, but I hate to I see it, it, Jim. I, I mean, I thought you were a good guy. We got to let you go. Maybe you can go coach at who gives a fuck university. Um, can I can, wait? Hold on. That can was, I make a serious? That, I want to make a serious comment on that. I or maybe who gives a fuck university was serious, but I just think like Jim Harbaugh, that pro style offense, NFL type offense, the college game is just different, and Notre Dame just looked faster. They they spread them out. They made plays, and when Michigan brings in quarterbacks that just Jim Harbaugh drools over, it hasn't been a thing of success. You know, what, you know what I think Jim Harbaugh does? I think he just recruits quarterbacks who kind of look like him. I honestly well, think. Well, here's, Jill, Jill, here's a prime example. Shea Patterson transferred to Ole Miss and looks great. At, at Michigan, he he didn't look good. It's that it's it's just a slow, slow-tempo offense. Jim Harbaugh is going to win games in the in, you know in the Big Ten of, of teams he should beat, but he doesn't beat teams that talents equal or better than him. I mean that's I that. mean that's like um, Big Cat said this on part of my take the other day, but that's what college football is. You need those big emotional wins for you to build your year. Like if you just keep losing those big moment games, you're going to be looked at like a piece of shit, and that's uh, that's what's happened to him. And and like he's in the hot seat big time. Um, I agree. And uh, we got one more. This kind of goes back to our lock of the week. I don't know if anyone out there was watching uh, college football game day. The panel there includes uh, a guy uh, by the name of Kirk Herbstreet. Um, doesn't technically work for us, but we're going to bring him in for a second anyway to talk to him really quick. Hey, Kirk. Kirk. Kirk, we need you. Can you see him? We just got yeah, sec. Yeah, you can bring bring that with you. You'll yeah, bring it bring it all. So on this college game day panel, they were, you know, given the picks as they do on college game day. Uh came up to the pick for Tennessee versus West Virginia. It was unanimous West Virginia across the board. All three panelists had decided we finally get to Kirk Herbstreet, the final pick of the day. And he has the nerve and lack of football knowledge and lack of overall intelligence to say that Tennessee was going to beat West Virginia. And I'm sorry, Kirk, but if you're going to be doing that on that type of stage and obviously being a liar, traitor, um, terrible analyst... Then I have no choice. I uh, hate to do this, but yes! if I... Kirk Kirk Herbstreet, man, and it's 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 almost sad because he had Luke Bryan, a country music star, sitting right next to him, and Luke Bryan's here talking. Hey, man, I'm an SEC guy, true and through, but I gotta go with the Mountaineers here. And then Kirk goes, Kirk literally says, "Great pick," and then he goes, "But wait a second, does the fucking Lee Corso and says Tennessee." Kirk Herbstreit, in my opinion, is just a Big Ten fuck boy. I tweeted that out. He, if he doesn't pick the Big Ten, he'll pick the SEC in every game. 
He's a Big Ten fuckboy. He loves these big-time programs against who he thinks don't really come up to par with all the other ones. But you know what, Kirk? When it's minus 10 and your team loses by 36 points, or 26, I'm sorry, 26 points, you may want to rethink that one, bud. Yeah, terrible call. And also, I was just so pissed. It was I was so fired up before the game when he did that, and I had all my money on West Virginia. I He had to be fired. Had to be fired. See you, Kirk. You'll find a great place to work somewhere else. You got a lot of skill. It's not that you're not skilled. You just can't make it here. Blah, 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 blah. Fuck you. All right. Um, so that's who's fired this week and kind of also our little pitfalls. But good news is we're going to start looking on the up and up here. We've got a new season of NFL. Actually starting, it is playing as we speak. We are going to give you guys some picks for the weekend. Um, we also have one college pick, so we're going to give that to you as well. Um, we've got eight picks coming your way and one special pick that we've actually only done once before. So very excited. Marcus, I want you to kick it off with a little morsel of NCAA just because we know the NCAA football slate is desolate. Um what do you got? Yeah, so I when I was literally scrolling through uh, the NCAA picks, I I was holding back a throw up. It was it was it was sickening to my stomach. Um, but there was one game, one game in particular that I really think won. Well, because I wanted to, I wanted to pick one that's going to draw some interest from our listeners, but also I'm a little confident on. Um, so Iowa State got their first game canceled last week against South Dakota. Uh, they play against Iowa at Iowa week two. It's a big in-state rivalry. Um, and I'm here to say Iowa will cover plus plus four. Iowa is Iowa State is getting four. Iowa's laying four. So, in my opinion... So, you're going Iowa, Iowa State, State plus four. Iowa State plus four. Okay. Yes. So, Iowa State bringing back a number of guys on defense. And when you beat TCU and Oklahoma in back-to-back weeks in a previous season, you got guys coming back on defense. That's telling me that uh, we may want to step up and respect you a little bit. Right. No, that's a I I just think it's going to be one of those just kind of grinded out real physical games. And I think Iowa state has more of that than Iowa. So this is a this is a real gut check for me, a gut feeling on this game. There's there's something just there's a little birdie in my head just screaming at me saying Iowa State, Iowa State, Iowa State. You know what? I'm gonna listen to that birdie. And I'm taking Iowa State plus four. I like that's that birdie. Number, that's my number one college pick and my only college pick of the week. That's it. Because all the other ones are dog shit. We're done. They're not even like putting, there hasn't even been lines out for a lot of the games. They haven't given the West Virginia line, which I would probably bet West Virginia minus anything at this point. Um, (laughs) But let's go ahead. Let's dive in to the NFL. Um, So excited to get in the NFL. I um, ended the year on a sour note. I'm ready to, uh, you know, redeem myself. Hit him where it hurts. All that good shit. Here we go. I've got a pretty good pick here. I've been eyeing this one for actually a couple weeks. It involves two underwhelming offenses getting a points total that I don't see happening. And that would be the Indianapolis Colts and the Cincinnati Bengals. 
they're getting 48 total points. Um, I know preseason isn't the best indicator, especially when it comes to play calling at times, but I honestly really think the the play calling is going to be in the idea of protecting Andrew Luck. I think you're going to see some lullaby-like play calling this week, a lot of running the ball. Um, I would honestly be surprised to see this game go over 35 points, if I'm perfectly honest, and I honestly... It probably going to be putting one of my larger bets on this one, and that's going to be under 48, Indianapolis, Cincinnati. Lock it up. Well, yeah, and this goes back to my uh, kind of the monologue I went on last week, and we'll get to my unders uh, in the NFL. This this is that typical over 45 that I just jump all over, and you just see two subpar offenses with a quarterback who's coming back, and I agree that. They're probably going to kind of use this as like, a, hey, let's get your feet wet, Andrew. Let's not do anything too crazy. Um, so, yeah, I'd be surprised if this scores in the 40s, and it's at 48 right now. So, yeah. I love it. Love, love that, that pick. pick. Love it. You've got a couple you like in the NFL. Please give me one. Let me hear it, Marcus. Yeah, so my number one, uh, there's been a lot of – you know, talk about Kirk Cousins and what it means to him going to the Vikings. I think it's going to mean big things for this Minnesota team. Um, so I like Minnesota minus six and a half, laying six and a half against the 49ers at home. And my kind of reasoning behind this is you look at like the really good teams in the NFL. They, and I think the Vikings are a really good team. I think they're, they could be a Super Bowl contender with the defense they have and some of the weapons they have on offense. Um, Those are the kind of teams that cover at home. I don't know if the 49ers have proven to me yet that they can go on the road, especially week one, and cover against a Super Bowl contender. I mean, the Vikings were that last year. Uh, I I, I just don't see the 49ers going on the road week one and covering this. So my number one is Vikings minus six and a half. I do. I like this pick. I... I'm not 100% sold on Kirk Cousins yet. I know he's a great passer. Um, I want to see this Vikings defense come back and have the same tenacity they did last year. It's hard to do two years in a row. If they can do that, I would 100% agree with you here. Um, Definitely, I mean, I'm going to bet this game on your side. But that's, I just, I really want to see Kirk Cousins prove himself. I've, you know. Well, that's kind of, that's kind of like the emotional side of this is I just think, this is a do-or-die year for Kirk Cousins. He's in a great, great situation, way better situation than he was in Washington. That's true. If he Very true. If he can't succeed in Minnesota, then it's we, we going to be a huge question him. mark for the rest. Yeah, we, yeah, we no, may have to we if, may have to give him the Vince McMahon. Oh, out dude, here. If, if Kirk Cousins doesn't cover this week, he's 100%, oh, he's so, 100% getting fired. He's So we may play like the 10-minute montage oh, yeah. of your fired. Oh, yeah. But I, I just and really it, it doesn't even come down to Kirk Cousins as much. I think he's going to help. I think he's worth you know one or two points in the spread. I just think the Vikings defense is going to overwhelm Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I, I know the kids got talent, but to go on a road in that stadium and Vikings fans are fucking nuts. That place is going to be a madhouse, dude. I just I just like the Vikings a lot. I think they're going to start off strong this season. And they got stuff to prove. They got something to prove this year with vengeance. So, yeah, I, they're they they got they're going to want to come out and make shit happen for sure. What do you got for me? What's next, next up? Next up on the docket, 
Um, I got an over. I know you're not going to like this, Marcus. You're a big advocate. Yeah, I'm going to be quiet. You're I'm going to be quiet on this one. Actually, going to fire about five overs. I'll be very quick on this one. And we actually have gone very long this podcast, so we're going to just fire some at you here. Um, I like over 51 points, Patriots and Houston Texans. A um, few reasons why I like this. Patriots have really struggled with their um, defensive line and pressuring the quarterback um, over the last season. I don't see that changing this year. Uh, you got uh, a healthy Deshaun Watson who when he has time and when he has space, he's going to score. He's going to make points happen. You've also got Tom Brady on the other side of the ball. Okay, Both of these past defense have been questionable throughout you know, the past year or so. So I don't see any reason why this game couldn't turn into 28-24, 31-28 in that range. And that's kind of what I see happening here. It could even be more because you've got so much firepower when it comes to the quarterbacks and some of the wide receivers. So over 51, Marcus, I know you don't like it. Let's well, go. I'll just say I'll just say this really quick. I just hope Houston lets Deshaun Watson throw the ball. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want complacent play calling. If they let him sling it, let him play, it, it, it should hit the over. But the NFL has shown me to be different. It's like a chess match, and Deshaun Watson won't throw it over 30 times. Uh, so that's all I'm going to say. All right. Uh, let's go to your next pick, Marcus. You've got a little hot action for us. What do you got? Yeah, so I got the Los Angeles Chargers minus three against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, my main, this was a tough one for me, but it was one I really liked and felt really confident on. If you watched the preseason at all, you, you there was one thing with the Kansas City team that was a huge red flag in my mind, and that was their past defense. Um, there was a couple games that it was borderline embarrassing how Kansas City played on the edge. I think they have talent, but they just, they don't seem to have it put together um, on defense. And on a side note, kind of my number two of the reason why is I'll say I like Patrick Mahomes. I think he's got a lot of game. I don't know if he's going to go on the road week one when he, when he has this, he has all this proof, so much hype around him, especially in Kansas city. I just I don't see him going in and you know playing playing up to the level he needs to play for them to pull out a victory or even cover three points. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be a very good quarterback down the line. Well, do I, I think he's there? Do I think he's there yet? No. Yeah, I mean, so I, I think you're looking at two kind of iffy pass defenses, and it comes down to quarterback play. And at the end of the day, we're talking about Philip Rivers and Patrick Mahomes. So what would yeah, you? No, you're. You're exactly right. That's that's pretty much what I'm saying. Is I would take Philip Rivers over Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not talking about talent. I'm just saying like, what have you shown me? Playing like quarterback, in, Patrick. And Patrick Mahomes hasn't shown me shit. He's right. a great talent. You can really sling it, but on the road, first game, a lot of pressure, man. I, I just like the Chargers minus three there. Hell yeah, I like that one too. Um, I've got another pick for us. Some might not like this pick. Um, some might. It's kind of a sexy pick coming off of their hard knocks. Very uh, trendy. Very, very trendy. trendy. A lot of people love this game. I'm one of them. When you look at the talent on this team, I know some people are 
Like Marcus, I know you obviously think this is an organizational stink and the Cleveland Browns are going to be the same shit until they clean house. But when you look at the talent that's up and down on this roster and you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, if these guys can play as a team and put something resembling football on the field, I think they can actually get a win um, because they have that much talent. Miles Garrett is a once-in-every-20-years talent as position. You've got Josh Gordon. You've got Jarvis Landry. You've got Baker Mayfield. You've got Tyrod Taylor. You've just got weapons everywhere. And if they can't come together and play some football, it may be Hugh Jackson who's who's getting fired next week because that is unacceptable. But for that reason, I'm willing to put my money on that, and I'm going with Cleveland Browns plus four well, this weekend. Well, Jay, I'll tell you this, man. Since we picked these, you know, when we when we kind of pregame to put this together, your your boy has already got another half point. I mean, it's well, actually, no, never mind. I went the opposite way. It's four and a half now, plus okay. four and a half. But you got it at four, so we're going to stick there. Um, it's it's that's a sexy pick. But here's the crazy thing: if you if you listen to any sort of buzz from you know the big books in Las Vegas, there's been more action on the Cleveland Browns than any other team in the league. Um, I I'm not necessarily necessarily ready to 100% buy in. But the Steelers are kind of in a funky spot right now. There's a lot of drama with them. And if Le'Veon Cleveland just Bell come out, is not playing, Le'Veon Bell is yeah. not playing. You've got yeah, that's Ben nuts. Roethlisberger, who I'm pretty sure is almost 50 years old now. <laughs> and there's a yeah, lot he, of older guys he, on, the, especially. He looks worse and worse every single year. And it's gonna, it's. Gonna, I think this is the year you really see a big drop off. Yeah, I think I think this could be the game if Cleveland's going to pull this out. Um, this could be like kind of the the fountain of youth, if I if I can say, Cleveland just comes out and has better playmakers, um, and, and Pittsburgh is kind of riding on the on the fact that they are the better the better organization. But if Cleveland just comes out and says "fuck that," we're just gonna we're gonna pound you in the face and we're gonna run by you, then they can hey, pull it let's off. go Browns. Yeah. I, I I don't hate that pick. I just I want. I want to see Cleveland prove it. That's all I'll say. There's been a lot of hype on them. So we got one more special pick for you guys. Like we said, we've only done this once before. It's a little something I'm known for, and I wanted to toss it up for you just because a lot of these games are actually really tough to pick, and sometimes you need a little extra cushion, and we're going to give that a shot this week with a little NFL teaser, four-teamer coming your way. I'm going to rattle these off really quick, so make sure you're listening. We got Cleveland... We're going to bump that plus four up to plus 11. So make sure you're picking a seven-point teaser here. All these are going to be seven points. We're going to take the KC and Los Angeles Chargers. That total is at 48. We're going to dip that down to 41. So over 41 points with the T's. I dig that. We've got an under between the Chicago Bears and the Packers. That line was sitting at 47 and a half, I believe, whatever plus seven is, is going to get us to 54 and a half. So we've got Packers, Bears, under 54 and a half. Last pick on that teaser is going to be the Los Angeles Rams, plus two and a half. They are currently sitting at minus three and a half, I believe, correct? 
Uh, yes. Okay. That makes good math. Or maybe it's four and a half. Yeah, it would have to be four on a seven. So, yeah. Anyway, we want to tease these four games. Kansas City Chiefs and the Chargers. The Bears-Packers under. Los Angeles Rams. And then the Cleveland Browns. And I didn't say it, but that's the over on the KC-Los Angeles Chargers game. First tease of the year that's a lock. Yeah, when you're teasing totals, especially teasing unders, is it almost seems too easy for me because I have this under mindset in the NFL. I, and it, dude, you teased a bunch of them in the preseason and it hit with flying colors. Six teamer. I may, I got to do that. I got to start doing that. Yep, tease it up. Um, and now, without further ado, we have been 100% so far. It's only been one week, but we are 100% on our dog of the week. And lock of the week, two and zero last week. We're gonna serve you up our of the week right now, and some might find this surprising. I'm actually very confident on this game. We've got a home dog again. We've got the New York Giants at home taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. A few reasons why I like this spot. Obviously, the home dogs always attractive. However. Jacksonville Jaguars have lost some pieces in the preseason. They lost Marquise Lee to a really bad injury to his leg, required surgery. This offense is going to turn a little bit more one-dimensional, especially when we already have a limited passer and Blake Bortles. You're going to be looking at an offense now on the other side of the field with the Giants who have Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham Jr. We have Sterling Shepard. And I know a lot of people think he's done, but Eli Manning's in the back in the backfield throwing the ball. So I think they're going to put a game together and surprise a lot of people. And for that reason, they're going to be my dog of the week. I like that, dude. I I love that pick. I that's that was that's a borderline lock of the week pick. But they're an underdog, so we just we just slid them in that slot. Yeah, dog totally of the week. dog of the week. And um, but uh, can I can I hit us with the lock of the week? Give us I'm, the I lock. Let it rain feel, the locks. I, I feel pretty good about this one. So if you haven't been keeping up in the in the news lately, uh, the Oakland, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders, uh, decided to trade away Khalil Mack in a John Gruden move that is reminiscent of his final years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where he decided he was going to control all personnel. And we all remember, or at least the, the real football guys remember how that worked out for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, back in the day. So I think there's a little turmoil in the Raiders locker room. So my lock, our lock of the week, the one where if you didn't pull out all of your 401k, any retirement, whatever, you're going to refinance your house and take the cash and put it all on this game. It's this one Rams minus four and a half against the just mess of what is the Oakland Raiders right now or the Las Vegas Raiders, whatever the hell you want to call them. It's the, it's the lock. The Rams have a star-studded team. Jared Goff, I think, is going to have a very, very, very good year. He's going to get huge, more comfortable, yeah. I'm not a huge Jared Goff guy, but he, he showed last year that he can really, really throw the football. But, dude, that defensive line for the Rams is a problem. It's going to be, dude. 
I, I like the Rams a lot in this game. Yeah, a they, lot. they are some straight junkyard dogs up there. And um, I actually was really glad when you brought this pick to me because I wanted to bet this. I think this opened at like three points and people kept betting it and betting it and betting it. Now it's at uh, the four and a half. We have it now. So I'm glad you brought it up. I think it's a sign that I thought of it and you brought it up. It's that more of a sign that it's a lock. So, dude, can you imagine Nadonikum Sue and Aaron Donald on the same defensive line? Jesus Christ. I really can't, but we're about to see it. Yeah, it's this Oakland team. And it, I think a lot of this just plays into I just don't think Oakland's had a ton of distractions. And it's a really shitty time to make uh, to basically trade away your best player um, right before week one. Yeah, that's I think a, there's some, that's a I think scratcher. Yeah, I think there's some pissed off people in that locker room, and I think the Rams are almost seeing themselves as, "Hey, we should we should probably be there to win the Super Bowl." Like the Rams think that they can win the NFC. I don't know if they can, but I I, I truly believe the Rams think they can win the NFC. So it's a team that's feeling good about themselves and ready to go. Between a team who's probably bitching in the locker room about how Cleo Mack's not there with them. Yeah. So mental, mental uh, take there. I like that. That's, watch the watch, watch the Rams to just really kick the shit out of the Raiders. That this is weekend. That's the lock of the week. Um, yeah. So we're happy about last week. Hopefully, you guys want some money. If this is your first week, take heed in these words. Bet these locks, especially the lock and the dog of the week. I think that's all we got for you guys this week. You guys, in- hey, hey, uh, and also we're gonna we're gonna tweet out the Marcus unders. Oh we, yes, we the Marcus to, unders. We'll yeah, let's cover we'll those. Tweet those out. Yeah, we'll tweet those out. We're running out of time, but um, we will tweet out the Marcus's unders of the week, and um, he guaranteed sixty percent. So you might as well bet those two. Um, just saying, Marcus. But uh, yeah, everyone enjoy the NFL this weekend. I am excited as can be. I'm going to be planted on my couch. I'm going to watch thirty games all at once. And yeah, have a good weekend. Lock up these locks. Let's win some money. Let's go. We'll see you next week. Peace.
Savage niggas for that bread, they like gimmicks. So you know that money talk, money talk. Nigga, money talk, money talk, money talk. Hey, nigga, money talk. Pop, money talk. Nigga, money talk, money talk, money talk. Talk, young 